Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, gee, you must be absolutely excited. There's tennis everywhere. Well, there is. Um, the Aussie Open always do get a bit excited. As you know, Rick, I've done, I've done 10 Opens in a row, umpiring over there. So I do enjoy the Aussie Open. I haven't really sat down and watched a hell of a lot of it this year, but um, sort of keeping an eye on who's winning and losing, we've lost a fair few Aussies. Yes, so I believe. Well, listen, what about if we hold that for a moment and uh, we'll analyse the Australian Open in just a few minutes' yep. time. Um, I've got a, another major question, which I guess is really right in the uh, firing line at the moment. What do you think of this proposal for the redevelopment of uh, the Memorial Top Drive Tennis Arena? Yeah, that's going to cost a few bob, isn't it? It's uh, not just a couple million, it's like... Hundred million? Uh, what is, what's well, the figure there, Rick? Well, I think you got a figure on there. There's a figure originally um, being sort of touted by uh, the Tennis SA that it's going to cost about 150 million uh, to redo it and put a canopy over it. Um, but um, th there are others who've researched into it and suggest that that 150 uh, is more likely to be doubled to between 250 and 300 million if it's going to be done properly. Well, we haven't even got a tournament here at, at this stage. Like, uh, we lost our tournament to uh, Queensland uh, several years back now. Um, always struggled to grab a, get a crowd there. You know, um, some nights, okay. But, um, yeah, look, the facilities there are certainly um, aged. But uh, if we haven't got a tournament, I mean, why do we need... 160 million spent there. Well, as our listeners know, you're the uh, tennis expert and the experienced one, and, and I find it's a bit like putting the cart before the horse. Even if we uh, waved a magic wand and could find another 200 million, which the state can uh, well afford, of course, after the cheap hospital we've built and the redevelopment of uh, the Adelaide Oval, etc. Um, you know, just because we did it, there's no guarantee there's going to be a tournament for us anyway, is there? No, I mean, that will tennis tournament thing they have in Adelaide. It's just a hit and giggle. It's not even a... It's only exhibition match. I mean, it's... I couldn't go and watch it myself because I just can't can't bear that sort of thing. If they're not out there playing for their livelihood, you know, it's what they, they're living they've got to earn and you might as well not play it. Yes. You know. Well, my understanding is that um, that, as you've just said, that world thing is just a hit and giggle. And the reason that there is no professional tournament or Davis Cup at Adelaide Oval apart from anything else is because they're basically, putting it bluntly, the arena's substandard and too old. Is that...? Well, it must be that, like the seating and that because, um, I mean, the court's new. They put new court down every year or two. Um, I've done two or three Davis Cups in Adelaide at that arena. Um, that's, I must, it's going back seven or eight years ago because I've not unpoured tennis for that long. But... Um, I, I mean, I just can't see. You've only got to sit your bottom on down on the seat and, you know, yeah. I don't know what, what the... Well, and, and the other thing, uh, and I'm not really knocking it at all, but, um, I mean, even if, you, even if you redevelop it and you've got a professional tournament and you were lucky enough to get on the, on the sort of sharing around basis a Davis Cup round, or I mean... That still only accounts for about 10 days for a year. What, what does it do for the rest of the time? Well, that's right. I mean, are they going to get the basketball there? Are they going to get the netball? Are they, I don't know. I don't know what they're, what well, they're this, sort of looking this, at. Well, uh, this fellow, Steve Baldass, who's the uh, Tennis SA CEO, claims that he's, um, you know, keen on, uh, I guess, justifying the development. And I 
um, can actually quote to you. He says, we believe there would be at least 100 days of content at the new stadium. Sporting events like tennis, netball, basketball, squash, beach volleyball, boxing, whatever that size would appeal to. There could be open-air concerts, fringe festival events. It's such a good, flexible space in the heart of the riverbank. Now, let's say that's true. Now, that's, isn't that robbing Peter to pay Paul? Aren't all our other stadiums doing those things already? Well, are we having a roof on it or are we not having a roof on this well, stadium? Well, I don't know. Once upon, a time it was described, yeah, once upon a time, they described the proposal as being canopy covered. Now he wants to put open air shows on. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not too sure either. But, uh, but look, I, I'm not a... Look, I'd love to see that whole arena thrive. But until we get a tournament and they can guarantee... The problem was, was sponsorship. We had nobody that was going to yes. put up that sponsorship. Yeah. That's where our tournament fell last time. Uh, the state government held it up for several years in our last couple of years that we'd done the tournament in Adelaide. Then it was gone. They, they'd had enough of supporting that tournament. It just won't make enough no. to... Well, I, I can't see how it could justify itself. Um, we're all wiser with hindsight, but um, and I'm not sure that they had... I mean, it was hard enough to get cricket and Aussie rules to hold hands over the redevelopment of Adelaide Oval... But it may well have been the opportune time to try and do something with Memorial Drive if that had been incorporated into the redevelopment of Adelaide Oval stroke that area. But, I mean, that's water under the bridge now. But I just don't... And, you know, tennis is one of the great traditional games. Unfortunately, it would seem to me that it hasn't moved on to the modern era, not as tennis, but the modern concept of changing things like... We've invented new forms of cricket, etc. What would that be called, Rick? What's that? T20, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite form of the game, actually, Phil. You no, know it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but tennis is really the same way it's been for the last 150 years. Well, even they tried something the other night on the Australian Open. I don't know whether you caught a glimpse of it, Rick, but uh, Leighton Hewitt came back and played Nadal and these guys. It was um, like a tie-break tennis. So it was just quick games... You know, um, first one to 10 points. So it didn't take a lot of... And the, the, the next one, it was just elimination. Right. Whoever won, kept going. Right. Right. Okay, so Leighton won a couple of rounds and uh, he finally went out to Djokovic, I think. But, oh, I, it just didn't... It didn't no. do nothing no. for me. No. And I mean, I'm a tennis... I like the tennis, you know, yes. but um, it didn't do a lot for yeah. me. Well, I think the other problem I've got, unless... I mean, I know that there's lots of... Uh, uh, tournaments, and you'd know the right, correct names for them, uh, where they only play best of three sets as against best of five. But um, now that we've introduced, um, uh, you know, the 20-over cricket, um, I think in this modern age where everyone seems to be, for reasons I'm not quite sure, screaming for time, that to sit through five, <laughs> five sets of tennis in 45-degree heat, as in Melbourne at the present time, you, you'd need your head read at a psychiatrist, wouldn't you? Well, five sets. I mean, that is unbelievable, isn't it? Mm. Five sets of tennis. I mean, in my day, I played one and I was, you know... And a fit man like yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah, real fit. <laughs> but, I mean, these guys are athletes, but five sets of tennis, I mean... Do we really want to sit through that? I don't think. That's only mm. the Grand Slams is what you're thinking there. Yes, yes. And there's only the four Grand Slams, yeah. you know, spread out and the Aussie, uh, Aussie Open's one. 
But um, oh, I think the best of three is plenty. Yes. And uh, that's all the, the ladies play, and they get the same amount of money as we uh, have discussed that's on we, this before. Very true. That's now, um, <clears throat> before we get you to uh, do a quick analysis of how things are going in the Australian Open, um, we forgot the, go the joke last week, and joking. so I've got one today, especially for you, because it's tennis time, right? Yep. Okay, you ready? Let's yep. see how you go. What do you call a girl standing in the middle of a tennis court? No idea, Rick. A net. Oh, oh no. A net. A net. There we go. You like that? Yeah. Okay, right. Well, you know, just going on this tennis, I know somebody that didn't make the, ta the tennis, and that's Bernie Tomic, eh? Oh. But he was busy anyhow. Counting his money, I believe. Is that right? That's a joke, isn't it? Oh. That is a joke. I mean, something's got to be done, Rick. We've seen I really, it many times. We've actually mentioned him before, but I think it, you know, I don't know whether Tennis Australia is a toothless tiger, but there's got to be, you know, I mean, I know there's a bit of a difference between, um, say, the cricket instance where somebody's hit somebody, but the, 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 the ridiculous behaviour uh, that this bloke is putting on in the name of Australia, I mean, if he's representing Timbuktu, but... It, you know, it's an embarrassment. I mean, why would you say it? Why oh. would you honestly say it? I mean, he's just dropped below Kyrgios, hasn't he? Now? Yes, yes. You know, they were on a par, but yes. he's probably dropped below him now. I think he has. You I know? really think he has. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. All well, right. Well, now that we've got that little... Uh... Yep. So he didn't make it. No. He did. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't have any worry about which court he was going to play well, on either, I suppose. Is, that was it. <laughs> so how do you think things are going? Um, it's a little bit... There's a few... There's a few who didn't front up the play as well. No, this... Serena wasn't there. Yeah. And uh, obviously, um, oh, now I can't even think of these, the Brit, uh, Annie Murray. Yes. Yeah, yeah. injury and yeah. baby. She had the baby yeah. and wasn't quite right to go. So uh, she's always a big draw card, Serena. Yes. Yeah. Good to watch. I, I just wonder, Phil, what your feelings are about, uh, before we actually analyse who's playing and who's winning and who's losing, and I realise there's a lot of other tournaments around the world, but... Is it the right time of the year to play it in the first place? Look, I've been, I went, as I said, 10, 10 in a row, and 40 degree days can be real telling. And all I'm doing is standing there calling lines, and uh, I'm not running around the court. And um, you know, it's 50 or 60 degrees on the court. Yes. That's court temperature. Yeah. It, you know, forget your 40, yeah. it's 60, yeah. you know. And um, why do they play it in January? Well, that's the question that, I mean, you know, we aren't climatologists, but it doesn't take a genius to work out that it's the hottest time of the year in Australia. Yeah, like the January, second half of February. January, yep. February yep. is the yep. hottest, guaranteed. It doesn't yep. matter. You know, you could go out and, and, and fry an egg on those tennis courts. Oh, absolutely. And it, it wouldn't take you 30 seconds to do it. So why couldn't it be, even if it's a month later? I mean, I know they might have to rejig the whole thing, but... As you've just said, it is a grand slam. There are. It's not as though there's twenty-five grand slams no, a year. Four. four. Now, you know, I just don't understand. But then again, no. you know, there no, you go. can't really answer that. But um, you know how to break tradition, I suppose, isn't it? You know? Well, yes, but sometimes common sense has mm, to prevail over thought, particularly now that we're into this occupational health and safety stuff, where. Um, you know, unless you're lucky enough to be playing in the final or on centre court where you can put the roof up, um, you you can't you know you can't expect anyone to play on courts that are, are pushing up sixty degrees. No, feet. I mean I watched um, 
Monfries and Djokovic yesterday, and wow, they were both really struggling with it. Well, I'm sure so, that uh, I would be too. Yeah. So, you got any predictions? What do you reckon is going to happen? What about my girlfriend, the Russian comeback player? Oh, Sharapova. Lucky enough to umpire her a few times too, Rick. Oh, very lucky, I would have thought. Yes, it was. Very lucky. But uh, she always draws a good crowd too. Well, I wonder why. Well, she can play tennis. She yeah. has been number one in the world. That's right. Yeah. She came back from drugs, though, wasn't it? Like a drug, well, uh, positive it, drug it, test. It, what she, it's two years that she was found positive uh, from a drug test of a substance which I'm not going to attempt to pronounce, which um, she claims was for use of asthma or an asthma preventative. Uh, it's banned. She's yep. a multi-millionaire with a whole um, group around her who should advise her of better. But... Um, I, uh, well, for what she served, you know, like it's, a, it's like any sentence, I believe. She served a time, you know, she did the crime, she served a time. Now we just get on with what she did. She tried to hide it, and yeah, she came straight out and said, Look, this is, yeah, this is what. Yeah. Um, I think the argument was used that she said, Oh, well, I, I, I have been using it for asthma or whatever it was. And the, the opposition, of course, jumped up and said, Well, you should have known better because yep. it was banned. But she's back and, um, uh, you know, uh, she certainly can play a bit. Yeah. No, look, our hopes in the Australian Open, you did ask me, Ash Barty, obviously still going. Uh, she's, a. I mean, she started as a 17, 18-year-old, real promising, gave it away for a year, went and played ladies cricket. She's come back, 17 in the world, and, um, yeah, she's just won in her, her next round, and we've only got her left, and then uh, our old mate, Kyrgios, obviously. Yes. And, I mean, he could win it. Let's face it, he's got the talent. The talent is unquestionable. It's, it's, it's between his ears yep. at the time. Yep. Uh, I was a bit surprised that he did keep his call the other day. I don't know which, who it was against, but um, that's that's a rarity rather than the, mm. the norm. And it maybe he's beginning to mature, and let's hope he does, because unquestionably he can play the game. Oh, absolute talent, you know, and... Um yeah, so he, they're virtually our last totes. We've got a couple in the doubles, but, I mean, let's face it, who won the doubles last year, we don't really know, do we? Exactly. So, um, so what is it, Federer, Federer and Federer or what? Well, and I mean, Djokovic, is, he's, he's had injury last year, that mm. crook elbow, so um, he's coming back. and he, um, So, he, I mean, he looked really good yesterday. I mean, yes. Solid, so, let's face it, Federer and Djokovic is probably a... You know, it all gets a bit boring from there, doesn't it? Well, actually, it's interesting. I was going to say to you, Phil, and I'm not a tennis knocker at all, but it seems as though nothing's, particularly amongst the men, uh, you know, you throw in Andy Murray occasionally as a sort of yep. um, question mark dash, but um, you mentioned the, the first two that you've just said, and, and really it's been the same for the last well, 15 years. You have still got Rafa. I mean, yeah. Rafa's that, that third third cog in that, in that wheel, but... Um, yeah, I mean, he struggled with injury too. He's just leg injury, so knees and... But, uh, yeah, so they're the, they're the three to watch, I think. Well, I think you're right. I'm, I'm going to go for uh, uh, Federer. I just think oh, that he's... for consistency... Yeah. Um, well, I mean, on their day, or any of those three yeah, could win. Absolutely. But um, given that, you know, the consistency of the bloke is quite remarkable. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Thirty-six years age of age and uh, still playing the sort of tennis he is. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Listen, just before we wrap up, yep. we might go overboard with a couple of extra jokes today. All right. um, did you hear about the uh, cross-eyed javelin thrower at the Olympics? No. Well, he didn't win any medals, but he sure kept the crowd on their toes. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, let's go back to Annette. <laughs> Is that all? Or you got no, another one no, up your I'll sleeve? I'll give you one more, just quickie. Okay. The New York Knits. You know who they are? Yes. Yep. They're a, they're a professional basketball yep. team. Uh, in fact, Forbes Finance considers that they're the most uh, well financially off side in the world. They valued them at just the odd three point three billion dollars. Wow! But they've got a shocking track record. Um, they hold the record these days of the most consecutive losses at 16 in a row. And uh, in the season 14-15, they won 17 games and lost 65. It sounded right when you said they'd won 17, but then they lost 65. You think they could wow. probably spend a couple of those million on a couple of players, you'd think? I don't reckon you? it's any good keeping that money in the bank. <laughs> I'd spend it on a couple of players, I reckon. But, uh, I'm available. You're available. <laughs> You're available. So in relation, therefore, to the New York Knicks, what do you reckon the difference between them and a dollar bill is? I'd have no idea. You can still get four quarters out of a dollar bill. <laughs> That's getting marginally better, I reckon, Rick. Well, it's amazing. We got three jokes in in one show. <laughs> well, we'd better call it quits there. I'm Rick. I'm Phil.